back here on the Boss Special in front of the show, Coach Matt Driscoll, North Florida, Old Sprays out of Jacksonville, Florida, Duval County. Coach, how have you been, man? Good to talk to you again. Duval, yes, sir. Uh, doing, I'm doing well um, uh, personally. Uh, physically, I'm doing well. But um, obviously, as a coach, uh, when you're 0-6 and you're battling through um, some of the things that we're battling through, and you're doing it in the, in the era we're doing it, and our best player has been out for the last three games uh, with an injury. He's not going to be back anytime soon. So the greatness that we had last year that walked across the stage to graduate, now this starter that's out was the only returning starter from that team. So extremely, extremely inexperienced group that's playing, you know, three ACCs and what, we had our first home game last night out of six against a Conference USA opponent and so it is what it is, and we get on a bus tomorrow, and we travel to play an AAC team in East Carolina, and then get home about 5 in the morning on Friday and get ready for our second home game against another Conference USA opponent, FIU, on Saturday. So, And then we got Florida right after that. Um, it's just, it is what it is. It's, um, it's the way in which um, we've always had to do it here in my 12 years. We've always raised – um, 500 plus thousand dollars every year this year nowhere near that amount because of COVID people are paying less but the money we're bringing in is going to help so that we're not worried about cutting staff or furloughs or those we haven't done any of that yet but this large sum of money we bring in is very critical to that component so it's always been that way for us. Um, the guys don't quite understand that yet um, because they're young people that don't understand what we've been through for 12 years. And when you date back four years to when the championship class last year were freshmen, during their freshman and sophomore year, JR, we were four and 23 against Division One opponents in the non-conference, four wow. and 23. Wow. And a lot a lot of money losses, six or seven money losses a year in that. So when you look at those two years and that team did what they did, had a chance to win, you know, two championships as juniors and seniors, it's just, it's just the, the way in which we go about things. And when we get to the league for seven straight years, we finish fourth or better. However, you score 77 points last night. You score 74 points against High Point on Saturday. You should win. And the fact that we haven't defended anywhere near our capability, we haven't rebounded. You know, the three greatest statistics, if you look at every game and you look at the winner versus the loser, they probably have two of these three, and that is they win the turnover battle, which we haven't. They win the rebounding battle, which we haven't. And they win the free throw battle, which we haven't. So we're like Steve Harvey on Family Feud. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we get the three X's, we out. Yeah. So, you know, that that's the one thing we have to figure out. And, uh, and we will, but you got to figure it out against an AAC and a SEC yes. and a Conference USA, and you got to figure it out against those dudes. Yes. So 
it is what it is. And you and I have talked before. Um, but, you know, young people, they just don't, you know, they have their own ideas. Yes. Um, you know, they come in with their own thought process of not just who they are, but really what the game's like or what I can do in the game. And uh, so it's, you know, we'll keep fighting and keep, keep – well, you don't get three of these in six years, um, you know, for just sitting on your, you know, backside and saying, yeah. well – you know, we just got to keep, but, but they got to understand, like, work gives you profit. Yes. Talk leads to poverty. So they have to understand that. Miss no, that's a coach, and I was going to ask you about that. This with COVID, you couldn't really have an offseason this year. Get them in the summertime and get them the way you want to, put everything you want to in because of restrictions and things of that nature. And so how has it been trying to, with a whole new team, right? Put in yeah. all your all your stuff for a lot of young guys who are inexperienced, having to go play these schools for what you have to do to raise money for the school, of course. And so, how is all that dynamic trying to make sure you know you, you keep yourself healthy and saying your staff, long to young men, because they don't quite you don't quite understand it the way you and I do, and understand that this COVID thing is, is something that's going to help them down the road for us adversity, learning how to deal with negativity and overcoming it at the same time and adapting as well. When you look at, you're exactly right, and you said that well. When you look at the word excuses or you look at complaining. Excuses or complaining. However, I would trump both of those if we were playing spades right now. I, I'd hit that easy. Because I would say, let me tell you reality. Yes. Like reality is not complaining and reality is not excuses. Now, a lot of people didn't have some. A lot of people didn't have whatever. And there's a lot of teams that didn't have whatever. But when you put together the inexperience, not having a summer, having a quarantine in the fall, getting two weeks of your six weeks of practice coming out of boot camp, having a second quarantine for 14 days, missing two weeks, having two more weeks and then playing the schedule we have to play. If you line those things up with a lot of teams, like Coach Calipari talked about it the other day, and people laughed and giggled and it went viral and, you know, Coach Cal saying this and Coach Cal saying that. And, you know, well, well welcome to my world. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to deal with that every – like, play our schedule every year. Most when you're at level. You know, so, like – it is what it is. It's, it's the reality of it. But, yeah, you're right. They're behind in terminology. They're behind in conditioning. They're behind in our nuances of our zone and of our mankind. They're behind in our culture. They're behind in expectations. They're behind in what it means, all those banners and the rafters, uh, the rings on the fingers, like the guys that came before them, the culture they built, the way they're uh, in the community, the way they are with, the people they can't touch during the games like they used to. Um, all those things, JR, they do add up to something. Um, we don't allow them to, you know, kind of continue that conversation or that flow, but it is a reality. And October's perception, what people think about you, say about you, is perception. i give you a good example. When Dallas Moore was the senior, the greatest player to ever play here, 
scored 2,437 points, the number one Division One basketball scorer in the history of the state of Florida. Any school, he's the greatest scorer ever. His senior year, we were one in 12 in the non-conference against Division One. One wow. in 12. Because wow. we had all these new dudes who couldn't figure it out. But when we got to the league, we finished third. And we played for a championship against Gulf Coast on ESPN. So, like, we know. We've been there. Most definitely. But, but we have to help these guys. You know, where there is no vision, what happens to the people? Exactly. They perish. They, they you perish, got that right. right. You so, got so we try to continue to put out the vision so that we don't perish. Exactly. And, Coach, how did you use Zoom this during the summer, doing all the social unrest we had, the pandemic, to keep your young men's minds fresh and clear and positive? Because I know you're a very positive guy. You're, you're a very spiritual man. So how did you keep your players engaged and with it, knowing what was going on all around them, not, not understanding really the way, the way the world right now? Well, first and foremost, talk about it. Let them, you know, share. Um, we had some really, um, I say neat stories, but some of them weren't very kind, but they were really good stories, like real stories. Um, one of them I'll, I'll share with you. Uh, one of our guys was kind of growing up in the era of the, you know, the stop and frisk or whatever that's called era. Um, so he, he dealt with that as a young kid. Um, and I really didn't have any concept of it until we explained it. Um, one of our young people said that, you know, coach and uh, one of our black uh, athletes said, coach, you know, I really wish they could find a way to work with the police more in the sense that they have so much stuff going on. They're making split second decisions and sometimes they're killing people or not killing people and maybe they have so much going on at home they got so much going on in their life they got so much going on with their son maybe he's you know maybe he's uh, physically challenged or maybe his wife's cheating on him or maybe his uh you know dad and and brother just died or you know, whatever and i thought that was a really neat perspective from this kid to think about you know maybe we're not dealing enough with their mental health and maybe there's certain guys that maybe shouldn't be in their cars at those particular times and yada, yada, yada. So we had some really, really neat conversations, um, you know, about the fly. I mean, all that stuff um, and really good ones um, that led to us having the ability with all these new pieces. And we're going through our family series now. We're probably, uh, let me see, we're probably um, one, two, three, four, five, six, we're six people in. So we're like halfway through the guys explaining their family series. History, highlight, heartache, hero, hope. So, you know, like today's my 34th anniversary of my brother committing suicide and December 10th will be the, the 10th year anniversary of my best friend and my best man at my wedding um, dying on the court and in, 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 at the school that I used to coach at. He was my assistant. And so, like, people share stuff like that with the team um, as their heartache or whatever. Um, so we're working through that as well, too. And, you know, I, I think really, JR, young people are way more resilient than we are. 
I think they handle change way better than we do. I think they kind of grasp for um, uh, they go through those things way more than adults. Um, so I, I think to their credit, um, I know specifically from our team, I think they've done a really, really good job. Because, you know, the other thing, too, is, JR, we were talking about this before we got on here with the recording. Like, a lot of guys are making a lot of decisions that you have to live with. Yes. Or I have to live with. So our staff's got to be making the right decisions. Our players have to be making the right decisions. Um, because we're all in this, and I, and I would never say bubble because it's not a bubble. We're all in this family tier one family that has a separation compared to other. So like we only not have one manager. So our other managers, we can't touch them. We can't be near them. They can only go up in the crow's nest, but they still do. But my point is there's a lot of accountability and responsibility that when you, if we tell our guys, we only have one rule in our team. We only have one rule. Don't embarrass our program. Well, coach, what does that mean? Whatever we choose it to mean. Mm-hmm. It might be you might embarrass us at the cafeteria by leaving your area not the way we like it. Like, you might embarrass us by doing something that we don't like. You might not think it's a big deal, but our culture, our program does. Yes. So we'll determine it. And we tell them, the best way to make a decision is surround yourself with your teammates, surround yourself with your staff, Surround yourself with your family members that you love. And if you have a faith, then put that there too. And if you can make that decision, then it's a good decision. If all those people can watch you make that decision, that's a good decision. But if you're like, man, if coach knew we were doing this, like if you're doing that, like that's not a good decision. Exactly, Coach. And you're right, man. Like you said, I talked to my listeners here. You know, in Atlanta here, Coach, we're wide open, of course, as you know. So we got guys going to nightclubs and bars. I'm like, you can't do that. It's going to affect somebody like me. I take it back to my godfather or he he who's 80 years old. So it's like, you know, it's just that, that whole chain link, Coach, because we're all, all of his family together. And every decision that we make can hurt somebody else, and we don't know, even know it. Well, didn't that happen with um, the Clipper guy, um, Lou Williams? Yes, it was. Yep, he went to the guy's got he, some wings He came here. out of the quarantine because he had a family situation, and then there were some pictures that came up on social media that he was at a club, and he ended up having a 14-day quarantine getting back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, and that's why I try to my listeners, Coach, be mindful of everything you do because it can affect somebody you don't even know. Just because you, you, you might not even know you have it and get somebody else and they have it and give it to somebody else because, you know, I, I, I told you off there, Coach, I'm scared of this because, you know, I have a, a comorbidity, asthma, a very bad asthma at that. So, you know, I've been here in my basement, <laughs> you know, doing my shows. I haven't been to a game. I haven't come to a practice or nothing since <laughs> March. So it's like, you maybe know. You're, hey, maybe, you're, hey, hey, maybe you're allergic to hibernation. I want to get out of coach. I want to break out of my shell, coach. I want to break out. <laughs> well, just but do me a favor though. At least go outside and walk. Yes, I yeah, I do. I, I do that for sure. You got to do that. You got to yeah. get out and walk and move. And golly, if you can say hi to somebody from twenty feet away, say hi. Because I'm gonna tell you what now, the drug overdose numbers are way up. 
suicide's way up. Failure in school is way up. The, the, uh, violence, one out of every four women, one out of every seven men are, are violated every single day. Um, ch uh, uh, child sex trafficking is up because who knows who's who when you got a mask on. Like, that's the stuff that really concerns me. Unemployment, eviction, um, you know, all those things that align with idle hands. So now you're surfing the internet, next thing you know, pornography, next thing you know, gets you going. And now you're going down. And now that, that you know, sexual abuse of violence to, um, to women, and even one out of seven men, 15 million children a year are see some type of, 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 um, of violence, domestic violence, 15 million. So how do you break racism, right? Because racism's taught. How do you break domestic violence? It's 15 million, they're seeing it. So how do you break those cycles? Well, right now, it's hard because you're stuck at home. Exactly. So, yeah, you got to get out. You got to walk. You got to do something. Yeah, I they say, get my walk on. Listen to this, JR. Four out of five young people mm -hmm. are not exercising. Wow. Two-thirds of our population is either obese or at the top of the scale. And, I, and I'm really concerned about our young people and what this means three, four, five years down the road. You got that right, Coach. I was going to ask you about this. Academically, Coach, you know, for me, being a, online will be hard for me. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I got I to be in your face. I got to learn from me in person. So how have your assistant coaches and your academic advisor helping your young men adapt to hybrid classes, maybe being online, in person, or being all online? How have you guys approached that for you keeping their grades up there? I know you're very much about academics being very high in North Florida. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, my son's the same way. My son is really upset about this whole thing in the sense that he's a much better in-person guy, too. Um, we try to get, first of all, the guys who are better in person, we tried to get them in-person classes. But uh, all of them went remote after Thanksgiving. So it was, you know, the good news is there was only one week of school left. So it really wasn't that whatever. And then secondly, with academia, we recruit such academia kids and kids that actually a degree is as vital as anything else to them. So they have a good understanding of that. And our staff is in charge of three guys. A couple guys have four, but mostly three. So they're on top of those guys constantly. And because of Zoom and all those things, we've been able to stay FaceTime with them through study tables and things like that. So it's been, excuse me, it's been seamless. I don't expect a drop. I think we had a three five, three five five or something last wow. semester. Wow. Yeah, it, it was it is incredible. Winning championships and having those kind of academias, it's been incredible to do both. But um, um, uh, but but yeah, it's. I, I would say this too, Jr. It's like everything in life. Now you have to adapt and you have to accept the fact that it's here. Yes. Well, I don't like Zoom. Well. Too bad. Like, you're going to have to figure it out. I don't like 
not meeting in part. Well, you're gonna have to figure it out. So, coach, <laughs> tell, tell tell your guys this. What I tell my staff: adapt, overcome, and conquer. So I tell them, yes, sir. Adapt, overcome, and conquer. I said, look, I've I've adapted. I've overcome, I've conquered this the best way we, I can. You do the same. So tell your guys that one message, AOC, adapt, overcome, and conquer, because that will help them deal with this and get through it and not let it overcome them, take them over and bring them down. Because that mental health, like you said, Coach, is so key. And we have to yeah, adapt. Mental health is used right now. You know, our theme this year is press on, that perseverance is power. And it truly is. And it truly has come to fruition from a basketball standpoint as well as what you just said. And our guys know there's going to be hurdles and bumps and obstacles, and we all know that. However, the reality is way different than you speaking it. Yes. And, and how you have the mechanisms to adapt, and you have to have the, the mental toughness, which comes from your heart to overcome, and when you put those two things together, adapt, preparation, overcome would be the opportunity. You'll have that capture, that conquer, or what I would call success. So you're 100% right. And, Coach, you know me, Coach. I love people. I've been saw my staff since my, my birthday party on March 15th, okay? <laughs> I saw some of my staff celebrate my birthday. 33 years old, celebrate my birthday March 15th. And that's why I saw my staff. I haven't saw them since then. But we've been doing Zooms and everything like that. So I want to ask you about that, Coach. Zoom, how's it been for you recruiting via Zoom, showing your campus via Zoom? Because you like me. You love people. And I can't be around people right now and see them and be in fellowship with them where we want to. It's definitely different. It's definitely a lot on them because they have to have a, 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 a clear picture without having a physical uh, presence. Um, it's been very difficult um, um, from the sense of getting a feel for their body language. Because um, we all know that 55% of communication is body language, 35 is tone, and 10% is what you say. So that part has been different. Um, we did get a really, really big-time commit from Georgia, and we got a big-time 2022 commit uh, locally. So we've been able to have some successes even during this, this time. But I think your genuineness, I think who you are, your ability to communicate, I think that always shows through. Uh, when you do, whether it's live or um, in the old days, Memorex, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, uh, you know, so so I would say that, that that's, you know, again, it's a platform that you have to uh, 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 embrace. And, 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 you know, our saying is embrace where your feet are planted purposefully. And if you treat everybody the way you want to be treated, then let the chips fall where they may. You got that right, Coach. I got one more for you, Coach. Your, your conference is going to be doing the back-to-backs. So how, how, how are you liking that this year, uh, doing back-to-backs? You got first one against Stetson, uh, New New Year's weekend there. So uh, how do you feel about that, uh, knowing you got to go back-to-back each weekend? First of all, yeah, first of all, uh, three of the four road games um, are against the teams that were picked one, two, three in the league. And um, the other one is our cross-town rival, uh, JU. So we got them both times at their joint. Um, so uh, we got our hands full from that aspect. Um, you know, it is what it is. Your league is your toughest. It's the toughest league you've ever coached in every single year because every year it's so different. There's different teams. There's different players. There's transfers. There's sit-outs. There's uh, rehab guys. 
tore ACLs and are coming back. And, you know, so every year, you know, October's perception, what everybody picks and the media picks and where you're supposed to finish. And then the reality comes when you get to the end and you start your postseason tournament. And the back-to-back, the thing that's good and bad is, number one, a day in between would be nice so you can make some adjustments and maybe get a little bit of, of um, uh, physical growth. Um, but it's one less scout because mm-hmm. you're playing the same teams. So you don't have to yep. worry about about the reload scout as far as that's concerned. And playing somebody twice, you get a feel for them the night before. You get a feel for the venue. So it'll be interesting to see what the record is on the second day. Um, um, it's different than the Ivy League. You can't compare it to the Ivy League. Because the Ivy League actually travels. Mm-hmm. So one night you'd play Columbia and the next night you'd play Cornell. Gotcha. So you can't you can't compare the Ivy League, though it is back to back, but theirs is even harder because it's back to back with travel. Yes. Um, you know, so I just wait, these guys are used to playing five AAU games a day, McDonald's in between and sleeping in the stands. So <laughs> they'll they'll figure it out. Now, Coach, I got the day circled on my calendar, the 21st, 22nd of February in Lipscomb. So I'm going to try to come see you. I'm going to try to come see you all up there. There's literally saying the hotel stand there. I'm going to try to come see you. I'm going to try to put mask up, Coach. I'm, I'm, I'm going to break out of my shield and make sure I see you, man. I hope you'll be killing us all, but it's, it's Lipscomb this year for you guys. Well, make sure you do me a favor. Make sure you wear your hazmat suit and, and you stay completely masked up and then you get up there and you hang out with us and, We'll, we'll eat a little Hattie D's, and, and uh, 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 you can watch us play the Bisons. Lenny's a great coach, and uh, uh, Asajula obviously is from your area, and he's a preseason player of the year uh, in the conference. So, um, um, you know, th- th- uh, there'll be a lot of really good matchups, and that'll be one of them. Well, Coach, you know, my, my mom's all a modern Lipscomb, so we, my, my mom and I used to go in all the time. She's a little Lipscomb Bison. I'm a TSU you know, Tiger. One of our freshmen's dad it was a great player at uh, Lipscomb. Yeah, so I know that campus very well out there on Granny White Pike, but I would definitely be cheering for the old sprays that day because you my guy, Coach. Yes, sir. <laughs> you yes, sir. My... I appreciate you, JR. Coach, you be safe, man. Have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and we'll be in, be in contact, Coach, with you. You be good, man. Sounds great. Hey, God, lo- God, God bless you. And listen, if you're ever down this way, don't forget, I got, I'm one and a half blocks from the ocean. Coach, I've not forgot. As soon as it gets back warmer, Coach, and, I, and this virus goes away, man, I'm coming to Duval to see you again, Coach. All right, baby. I'll see you then. Thank you, baby. All right. Could be good, Coach. God bless. Yes, sir. God bless you too, Coach. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.